Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us once again on a Dreams X Trash podcast with Jason and Oscar. I will be your co-host, Oscar, and Jason. Take it away. Wait, why are you so formal today? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> we had our first guest. I'm trying to keep it cool, Jason. <laughs> are you wearing a suit right now, Oscar? Uh, are you wearing guy. a suit? Do you have <laughs> like a load on? <laughs> uh, today's a wonderful day, guys. We have our first guest. Who is our first guest? Hello. Hello. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, um... My yeah, my uh, <laughs> nails, Nathan. That's my uh, yeah. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna give you my my full name, and so no one can track me down. <laughs> Just, yeah, staying away from the police. <laughs> and Oscar, can you introduce our wonderful guest? Uh, so nails, Nathan is a man I met uh, at AA Alcoholics Anonymous, and initially i i asked him to be my sponsor and unfortunately that did not work out because of time constraints on nathan yeah i'm loaded yeah <laughs> <laughs> and later on as we kept talking and we i i what i requested to join to to see his instagram i noticed that i found he's an artist and i was really impressed by his work especially like he, like nathan please explain what you do with the coffee cups in starbucks that really impressed me yeah, it's it's always the gimmick thing that, that impresses people. But yeah. like, no, what happened was I was just I had time before work, and um, you know the Starbucks coffee cups. They have just the coffee cup holder has mm. uh, their kind of iconic uh, woman, you know, with mm-hmm. the flowing hair. And I just thought it was a mermaid something yeah well it's yeah. just some you know it's just some chick from probably like seattle or something <laughs> that, like, just some, some chick hippie, okay some hippie girl that like the artist was trying to you know have a date with yeah i'm gonna put you on a starbucks i, I don't know but <laughs> but um yeah and so i had my paint pens with me and i started i think yeah the first one and i was just started making a face on it and drawing extra stuff into it and then it got to be like a routine every Saturday before work. I would do that. And then I kept doing it, but they become, they, they, they got, they kind of got out of hand because then they became more and more thematic and, um, you know, and it's like this podcast. I was trying to come up with stuff like, Oh my God, what am I going to do this week for my <laughs> coffee cup? <laughs> you know? mm. But I had this idea to do at least a year's worth and, I'm coming up on it. Like I went back and I looked. It was July of last year that I I started. So I've been counting. Like, do I have 52 for all every week? And I don't know. We'll Jesus. see. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. And it's it just like I'll do one for each week. Now I have to be honest and say that, like, because I started getting thematic and really concentrating on them, I will do one in the middle of the week and make it look better and then on saturday i'll take the photos (laughs) i don't actually do it necessarily before work now i just to me all i'm hearing is an artist who's perfecting you know his art yeah trying to get the yeah it it gets you know like 
things that become kind of a gimmick is like, oh, you do the coffee cups, you know? Like it used to be bananas, and what I would do is <laughs> <laughs> bananas. Wait, yeah. So this isn't even your first like. There's a generation here. Like you started with bananas. <laughs> well, that and that's kind of weird because like, what it like when I, I used to work on movies like a long, long time ago, and whoa, 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 whoa! Can you wait, take wait, through wait, us? I, yeah, you, take, yeah, take, take, take us back, through this back. slowly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where does it begin, Nathan? <laughs> okay, well, I went to film school, and then oh, like, okay, yeah. So for the first two years after college, I was working on films. Now that sounds glamorous to say that, but being a crew, being on a film crew, doesn't mean necessarily you're working on a great movie. Mm. You might be working on a very low budget piece of garbage. Which uh, what what was your role in the film crew? I I was a boom operator, and that's not uh, even what okay. I wanted to do. Mm. Like, so you're part of the audio people. Yeah, and it's not even what I wanted to do. It's not what I trained for. It was the first job I got, and then I was stuck with it. And but you have all this time, like between uh, sh- shooting, to mm-hmm. just do nothing. So I would go around to the craft services table where the food and snacks were, and they were always always bananas. And I would, we had these Sharpie pens. And I Does no one eat bananas? Up. What? Okay. Yeah, I guess people didn't really, they didn't eat the bananas so much. But I would draw, like we all had Sharpie pens and I would draw faces on the on the bananas. So fast forward, like I, people thought that was funny because they'd come, oh, look, there's, you know, the face on the banana. But like fast forward to, um, I guess two or three years ago, I started doing it again with the paint pens that I have. Mm-hmm. And again, it got like more and more elaborate, and like I started, like, and Oscar, if you go back in my Instagram, you can see the bananas, like some of the ones I did. But it, it got to where you know, like, I was doing, and these are very temporary, and this is something that like I is kind of, uh, a, kind of a psychological thing I've been kind of training myself for with temporary things that are temporary. When I do those things on the bananas, it's, you know, it is biodegradable. It's so, and you're going to eat it. You got to eat it. Otherwise it's a waste. So Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? Put it in plastic and keep it? No, I do the artwork, take a photo, peel it and eat it and throw it away. So, um, but then it was like, my mother was like, I want to do a photo book of all your bananas. And I was like, oh, God, now I'm getting stuck on being known as the banana guy. <laughs> so your mom picked up on this and she thought it was something worth recording. Oh, yeah. And she did. She made a she made a little booklet of it, you know, and it, it's cute. And, you know, it was mm. but it was like I thought, OK, I've done enough bananas. But the Starbucks thing has lasted longer. Um mm. Yeah, but it's not the you know it's not like the primary thing I, I work on. It's fun, and that's part of the point. Is it really has to be? I think. Um, but so Nathan, like in your past, what's what made you be- believe or want to be an artist? Well, and this is and this is something I rediscovered. Um, mm-hmm. See, I, I when I was a kid, I did a lot of drawing, and I love drawing, and I love doing artwork, and and when i was in junior high um like i was miserable at this private school and like so my mother looked around and um she found that there was a a place that had um there was a a magnet school it was like a a school where you had a single focus okay and wait wait um, a magnet school yeah that's what they called it it was like 
it was like in in Texas they had what they called the magnet system, which was there would be a uh, a special school that had a focus like maybe business or ah, um, okay. or another one was you know the super brilliant, which I wasn't. But one of them was <laughs> the arts, and okay, so there was yeah. the arts magnet, and I auditioned for that school, and I got in because you had to you had to do some still life and draw some stuff, and it was now government wise it was a way to bring people from all over the city um, from like a lot of racial backgrounds together, and that was kind of its charter idea was that it it was. It brought people from all around the community together <clears throat> for one purpose. So I did three hours of art every day in high school, and I loved it. And I really, you know, I got into it. The thing is, when you're in high school, you're free to be like, to think that your dreams are all going to come true and the rest of your life is going to have, it's all going to be art, you know? And when I went to college, I, and I went to New York. So I went to NYU and, in, first of all, NYU's art department wasn't that great. Their film department is great. Their art department isn't. Mm-hmm. Aren't they famously known for their film department? For film, yeah. Yeah, but Tish, not... yeah so I went to Tisch for uh-huh. film, but that was after I got sick of the art department because okay. it was just not well-funded. The teachers, I thought, were not as good as my ones in high school. And oh. even some of the equipment wasn't even as good. So... See, art in New York for the schools is like they have big institutes that are good, but not NYU. It was too general. So, but the worst part was that what you realize when you get out there is that you look at the gallery culture mm-hmm. and you just see that it's full of pretentious garbage. And it's about you got to suck up to these people that, you know, uh, are not very interesting and not. Um, you know, and they don't seem to know art very well. So, and, what what are the expectations? Well, the the expectations are that you are going to uh, kiss somebody's ass, like who's in the gallery world, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that um, you're going to say all the right things and um, get to know the right people, and then maybe someone might give you a gallery show. And it's a lot of it is about who you know and what you you know the it, it was just really pretentious and and insincere. So that's incredibly discouraging. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So basically, what you're trying to say is that, or from what I am trying, from what I'm understanding is that the gallery world gallery world is basically its own ecosystem. Yeah, and, and it's and it's just it, it's like a business, and it's and it's it's like anything it money gets involved and a certain amount of like social politics gets involved and it's just like any kind of crushing industry that that is so it's not necessarily based on merit and that's your problem right right it's not necessarily based on merit and it's also not necessarily based on talent i mean it's Mm. that i mean i was looking at some of this stuff in the galleries and going man this is just these are charlatans you know they're Mm -hmm. not this is not real artwork this is just like oh well i took a toilet bowl and um, i painted the (laughs) inside uh with uh red because it's like blood and then um 
and then I, I took it and vomited in it, and like, um, and I put a goldfish in it, and that's my art. So, like, is it so extreme? Like, it's almost like when you were in the gallery world, you had like a Twilight Zone type of moment, where it's <laughs> like you think, "What is going on? Have I entered like this parallel universe?" Well, I just like... stand there, and I would like, I, I just, I thought, you know, I don't even like this stuff. I don't, I don't want to go look at this garbage, and it's. Mm. Why would I like? You know, I don't. This reminds me of one one clip, I, one article I read, on, I read online, whereby someone walked into an art gallery. I don't know where, maybe it was New York or somewhere in, in Europe, and they dropped their glasses on the ground, and everyone else thought that the glasses on the ground was an was an art piece. So they're taking photos of the glasses on the ground. Oh, so it's like no. you say that the people who are who are putting in the art into the gallery are part of an ecosystem, but also the people who walk into the art galleries are convinced that whatever they see is something sublime something truly artsy you know it's like it's beautiful everything's beautiful oh so you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have to send me that article that sounds like an yeah. onion article though <laughs> but i mean it it would not be inaccurate and have you ever like have either of you ever been in a museum or a gallery and you found that one of the pieces seemed to be possibly a bench that like or or something you know that you could sit on like a chair or a bench and it's like there's this moment where you go okay i'm really tired and i want to sit down because i've been standing and looking at this crap yeah, for a long yeah. time <laughs> but i think this is a piece of artwork actually and i'm not sure i it, you know security's going to come get me if i sit on this i think <laughs> i mean i've had that a couple <laughs> twice at least i i can think of like going I don't know. I think I'm not allowed to sit on this, you know. So where something functional is now something that you could get arrested for because you're just tired and like it doesn't have a barrier around it to say don't sit down or something. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. But but so, to be fair, that's part of one of the interesting things you can you can do with art, right? You can take the the normal things in like everyday life or the mundane and you can add new perspective to it right so yeah, like... and i don't want to you know i don't want to discount the uh that that like uh quality and that um that importance is that you 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 can help people see things from a different perspective yeah but there's there's kind of a <laughs> there's kind of a difference between like like that and sh- and actually people get it and then just being lazy and taking something and throwing it together and then like saying okay well this is yes, art i agree with that so recently, on the last episode it's not yet released just so now we're talking about the the idea that real art comes from extreme sacrifice whether the sacrifice is your time you know or sacrifice is blood sweat and tears and we're comparing the difference between figure skating as an art form and girls talking on instagram as an art form before we tell nathan our opinions i'd like yeah. to hear what nathan thinks yeah. <laughs> well you know in terms of blood sweat and tears i think that um i think that there there there's a type of there's a type of i guess i dare i say genius who just has that gift that like with utter can make something I mean and it, it's you, you just don't question you're like oh this is good 
and then mm. you want to kill the person because you're like, I wish I had that talent, you know. But <laughs> but um, then and then there's the there's the thing where someone you know really agonizes over it, and and any artist will look at something that they've created and only see the flaws and try mm -hmm. to do it. That's why I mean Picasso would do the same theme painting over and over and over and over and over again, mm. and all of them to the layman looks good. But to him, something wasn't right. And that's yeah. why Picasso was Picasso. I mean, he just, he was not going to quit until he got it right. He was also the kind of genius, though, that could sneeze and it, you go, oh, wow, that really, yeah, that is art. <laughs> you know, but then there's the lazy type who is a scam artist, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I just, the thing is, it's like, if I even suspect, if it feels like it's, it's a kind of scam, I just don't like it anyway. It's like those paintings of a big red square or something that's like, I just have trouble believing the blood, sweat, and tears aspect of it, you know? Um, and I think that that's really kind of, but there also has to be, be there's blood, sweat, and tears, but then there also has to be joy, I think. And that's really what, Later in life, I rediscovered after after the gallery period. But okay, okay. But I want to hear your you guys' opinion on. So you basically okay. So Oscar said something similar to what you're saying that low effort work. We call we called it. We, t we just coined it low effort work. It's hard to accept that on the same level or call that art on the same sort of plain as like Picasso and all these other great artists that sacrifice so much for their artwork, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Is that true, Nathan? Do I have that right? Um, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I agree with it. See, because the, I think in, in life generally, when people, now a lot of people, most people, will understand insincerity and they will they will be able to tell when you know this is uh, come on this is a scam but there are a lot of people you know half half of america voted for an idiot so and i don't oh know oh that's a hot take <laughs> oh no so like you know like i i mean what it, it tells you is there's a lot of stupid people out there too so and they don't and just because like where they're from or or what they're you know there are a lot of stupid people who go to galleries and who are just like oh i think it's great it's amazing oh, i just love the way the color is just it's just it's just one color and it's just the shape is just like just square it's like oh god you're you're just trying to sound clever but actually you know uh someone else might go you know this really feels like i'm being taken for you know, my five bucks to get into this gallery. Mm -hmm. And, and that I think is, is you, people know, I think if they, if, if they've got a gut instinct that this is just not saying anything and it's just like trying to, trying to, you know, it, it, it's, it's trying there. to, it's trying to gain people's attention without actually yeah. saying something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the problem, and I think most people will sense that. Um, but on I, the other hand, it's like, well, 
it's funny because it brings us to like today right today we're living in like the instagram with the instagram generation right like we're in the oh yeah well in the time of like instant gratification you have junk food that is like easier to get like you 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 have apps that like one tap away you can get junk food there's porn there's movies there's all these kinds of there's instagram there's tiktok so you all have these like things that are shortening your time yeah, not your time, but your attention span, right? Oh yeah, yes, no, like, yes, this, yes. this goes really well into the idea of how SoundCloud changed the amount of time, like a record had to be, how long a record, a song had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was like on, uh, I think Hasan Minaj did a thing on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, people's attention span being really short, and this is true because, and I'll I'll say I'm guilty of it when I'm checking Instagram, which I do daily. Same um, here. You know, we're all, like, we're all it's hard to be in this world right now and not get your attention span like well yeah and and, yes. and think about it our perception of the world now is tiny because it's on this little little phone and this is part of what is just i one of the reasons why i love traveling and then going and looking at street art now is because i'm not looking at this tiny screen i'm looking at a huge huge building with mm-hmm. a painting on it and i'm looking at it for free mm-hmm. and this is part of the revolution that i think has happened <clears throat> um and what really got me back into art see because i didn't like i said i got so discouraged with art and then i started doing film and then it was just life it was just like okay now i gotta do this now i gotta make money now i gotta um get married and divorced and now i got <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it was just I got caught up in that and only a few years ago I was I had been traveling and seeing all this street art on buildings everywhere and I thought you know these people don't they they're not these are not these are this is good art and it's just not they're not rules these are people are breaking the, the law sometimes I mean sometimes they get commissioned and it becomes an industry in itself but mm-hmm. Still, I was like, this is free. I don't even have to pay for this. And I can look at all this stuff and I can catch, you know, the the renegade street artists who wheat paste their their art to the wall or they spray paint it to the wall. Or I thought, I could do that. I want to do that. And I used to be an artist huh? back in back in my days when I was a wee nipper. And <laughs> so, and I just started, hey, I'm going to try this. So I started doing it again and picking up and and experimenting. And I rediscovered the joy of being an artist and of creating. And I thought, this is what I lost. And this is what I lost is the not giving a shit about what a bunch of pretentious people think and not caring about like... Uh, the approval of people I had to I basically accepted the fact that what I do I will not be famous I will not end oh, up wow. making a lot of money That's... I my my art will if I do street art it's going to be temporary because it'll get painted over if it's illegal it's going to get painted over and it's and who knows who knows how many people actually take a photo of it so Nathan can and, I stop you for like one second so sure. I just want to just go over this one more time so it's sort of like when you first discovered the gallery world it's almost like you lost hope 
and passion yeah. in in the art world, right? And yeah. after that, it seemed like you became kind of cynical. Damn, oh, yeah. right? And then like yeah, yeah. you later on came back and rediscovered your passion and it was on those fringes of the art world, right? People doing this. Bingo. Yeah, people just mm. doing the street art. And yeah. I find it very interesting because street art, like what you said, it's almost like you have to accept the Buddhist creed of no attachment. Because like you said, like yeah. you, this piece it's of gonna art, it's going to get painted over. That's that's yeah. really insane yeah. to me. You know how like the, the Buddhists, I, I can't remember which specific uh, creed or which specific like group are doing it, but they create those huge mandalas. And then oh, after yeah, they're yeah. done, they have to like wipe everything away. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and like it... and this is about being temporary i mean life is temporary everything is temporary and that is you you hit you hit the nail <laughs> the nail yeah. on I the head the nails the, the nail of the nails hindu, the, hindu, the hindu text the bhagavad gita it says the same thing whereby like the effort is yours but the results are for the are not belong do not belong to you yeah and i mean let's take the the very the biggest irony of this which is that okay the most people know street art nowadays through banksy Mm -hmm. and banksy had a very simple genius which is that he knew it was temporary and he decided i'm gonna i'm gonna mess with the world i'm gonna start tell make make it funny and say some really incredible political things and i know it'll get painted over and i know that like this is uh you know this is something that only a few people see but i'm gonna play i'm gonna make breaking the rules part of the the subject and then what happened was he really was such a genius in a simplistic way that well he rightfully and deservedly so became famous and now he's kind of stuck in his own irony which is that now he's part of everything he he still tries to make fun of and um you know he he destroys his own painting you know he tries to shred it in uh sotheby's and then oh my god now it's that much more worth that much more money and you know i i feel almost bad for the guy almost because you know hell with him he's got millions and millions of dollars but like um but at the same time he I, I, where every street artist is indebted has to be kind of indebted to him because now he, he, he's like the godfather is that yeah right? and it's possible he and he's not the only one he he wasn't the first one to do that type of art but he definitely added a sense of humor to it that was and a political statement and threw irony into it now so that's what everyone kind of seeks to do in a certain way um nowadays the uh uh the problem is that now there's copies and it has become almost kind of an industry in itself in the same way that the gallery world is and there's lots of difficulties with trying to get a legitimate wall or whether someone oh whether you're famous or whether you're not or and there's a lot of cliche artwork i mean you talk about like so a lot of the crony elements that were in the gallery world have sort of invaded your street art world oh yeah yeah absolutely um and you know there's like a good documentary about banksy like stealing banksy which is this jerk like i don't think he's a german guy like who will 
basically pay a building owner to cut out his wall you know he pays a fair amount but then he can sell the banksy that's on it for millions and millions of pounds Jesus. and yeah and so and this happens regularly that that that, that his banksy stuff is stolen so now there's this <laughs> there's this backlash to try to protect and make sure that doesn't happen but it's just now it's it's in the hands of the so, money makers. When did when did Banksy become famous? When did his artwork start getting fame? Well, you know, it's when I mean he had a like I think the thing that really started to take off was like he there was enough of his stuff that a book came out and um but he worked hard. I mean, blood, sweat, and tears. Give the I gotta give the guy credit. I mean, he did mm-hmm. lots and lots of stuff. I mean, he was working all the time and he was doing a lot of stuff like he was prolific so when he actually started to i i mean uh i think not exit through the gift shop there's there's a pretty good back banksy documentary out that actually i um, I watched that one exit through the gift shop yeah and that Mm. see now that shows in that documentary you see how pretension just is very (laughs) can invade uh the street art world very quickly yeah 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 I, I saw just, that, I was that Mr. Brainwash. I saw that guy's art, like that guy's art exhibit in Japan in Osaka, and I was just like, "Oh, this is gross." <laughs> I was gonna ask like, you that. So it's like, isn't it hard right now in the world of like instant gratification, where you're competing? Art is basically competing for attention with up there with like TikTok, at least amongst the masses, right? It's competing amongst attention with like TikTok and you know youtube and these streamers and like whatever's going on in the news and trump and stuff like that and you know our attention is very limited right so it's like how do you fight off the temptation to not play that pretentious game because that pretentious game for all we can say about it does create art that goes viral right that's why that's why like um yeah Low effort, high impact out here. Yeah, exactly. Basically, basically, that's it, right? And think, we can sit, sit here yeah. and argue about whether it's like, what kind of value is it bringing to society and what is it trying to say and stuff like that. But it, it does have a huge impact if people are talking about it, you know? Well, so like, what, what are the temptation? Like, how do you fight off that temptation to go for that low effort work? It's it's really, it's tough. I mean, because you want... I, 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 I am very... I'm not very well recognized. You know, it's like I and part of it is being in Japan. People street art in Japan is terrible. It's just in I, I don't want to say like that the, the artwork that's out there is terrible. What I want to say mm. is that the attention to it and uh, Japan is always uh. like several years behind in terms of they love Banksy. They'll go and oh the Banksy exhibit, but they might never care or even go and think it's amazing that down at the end of the street oh my god did they look at the wall no there's something that like i you know i've done things around the and you know they get they've gotten painted over some of a lot of them have gotten painted over Mm -hmm. and you know like some of them were pretty good you know and um they were up very very briefly but this is a country full of old men you know it's not and the young Mm -hmm. people they they're kind of their their faces in their phone and they're just exactly. everything's behind exactly. in terms of, yeah. so i will admit when 
someone does take a photo of my artwork and tags me or it, it pops up on Instagram. Like I did something in Hamburg in Germany and every now and then that one will pop up more often because in Germany they love street art. Mm. So I, yeah, I get happy about that because it's like, oh, wow. But it's not like a kind of like, ooh, I'm famous. It's it's really just kind of like a, an appreciation a, that somebody out there liked it and I'm fine with it. It's very small and I'm okay with it. I have no idea. If I became famous, how would I feel? I don't know. It's probably not going to happen. And I'm fine with it. And that, it has to come from the sincerity. Instagram is fine as long as your your joy in doing the artwork i think is always the same and also that you're grateful to the people who are who are paying attention to you and who yeah, are getting it yeah, mm. yeah. i think it has so, to come from within your heart and your passion so nathan you talk about the joy in creating art uh, so last year when i was a heavy heavy drinker i would write poetry and there was no joy in, joy in writing that poetry but reading that poetry even when i was sober even today when i read the poetry I wrote back then when i was drinking that poetry seems to have more of an impact on me to this day as opposed to the poetry that i write right now when i'm sober i feel like the poetry i'm writing now is missing something uh, how, how I, do you what do you think about that oh we're going back to the whole conversation of drugs and artwork yeah this yeah. is this is like it's a fallacy that 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 um drugs and alcohol makes you better at it I, mm. I think um i think that i think that people like to believe that drugs and alcohol help helps their artwork um but in all honesty i i don't go along with that because see i didn't start doing the artwork until i got sober i mean a few years after i got sober mm. i i rediscovered artwork through through a lot of very core passion and and just something that had been totally snuffed out as an alcoholic and i but when you have um so many examples of artists that have clearly different art so there's like before before when they're on drugs and after when they're sober there's a huge shift you have like a lot of like musicians rock stars yeah Mm. their consciences change but like um, it doesn't mean they become less talented. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it cha- they're channeling a different part of themselves. But mm. Um, mm. I don't think that people become less talented. And I mean, I've met a famous person in in, in one of the AA meetings. Oh, and okay. Are so, you gonna tell us who this famous person is? Or are you gonna not. tease us? Absolutely not. No. You're gonna tease no, us? Oh god. No, because it's it's Alcoholics Anonymous. And right. So, um, but. You know, this guy did not become less talented. You know, um, is this like a B-lister, A-list, A-lister? No, major, very A-list. Um, oh wow, yeah. like a actor, musician. Yeah, as a musician, anonymous. Yeah. But he you can, know, it's, like it's still anonymous. Come on, like he's an actor, musician. He's a musician. He was ah, yeah, good, musician. Good, good, good. Um, and so, uh, you know, the the thing is, I. I think that you you have to now what I will say is that occasionally alcohols are, alcohol and drugs will knock down a barrier that that maybe someone feels in their conscious mind is kind of saying 
oh, I can't express myself. But the thing is, when you're alone mm. and you're creating and you're still afraid of yourself, mm-hmm. then, you know, something's that's 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 not cool. I mean, and, and I I'll tell you, like, I would not if if someone said, you know, you will be more talented and you will actually end up famous if you go back to drinking, I'd say, screw you. I'll stick with what I am like in my art now. Mm-hmm. Um, but because that's not because I'd lose the passion. I think I'd, I'd spend all my time, you know, with and drugs it's, and it's, alcohol. It's really funny that you bring that up because we're literally creating a generation of children who become adults later who can't express themselves or their opinions, right? Because they're yeah. just constantly looking at their screen. They're used to being told what to do and what to like, whether it's through Instagram, through TikTok, through YouTube. Mm-hmm. They're like just like like mm-hmm. this, like that, like this. And even when they do express themselves, it's like a Xerox of a Xerox. They're just copying somebody else's opinion that they've seen somewhere else. So it's like a plug-in philosophy or plug-in well, opinion they found. And that's really and, and in street art, there's a lot of cliches. Like I, I'll, I tell you, I'm so sick of the cliches in street art, and I've been guilty. I'm a hypocrite. I've been guilty of a few of them at the beginning. Mm. I, I am really tired of hummingbirds. Um, hummingbirds, <laughs> like people, like just. So, so sick of seeing street art with hummingbirds and mm. i've se- i don't know why but hummingbirds hummingbirds hearts halos i don't start with age um and then uh, bulbs. Bulbs. Okay. halos okay ironic children i'm so sick of cute oh oh innocent children or ironic children with weapons sick of that um and i've done it so i'm, I'm a hypocrite now, mind you, there was a reason why I did it. It was a very focused reason why I had a child in my thing. But, but then there's like, um, what else? I mean, there's like just different. There's these things that people Banksy copies, um, balloons. You know, doing the balloon yep. girl, yeah, except yeah. a different version. Um, and you know, it's just there's so much of that. And I, it's you're. It's like okay, but you're not actually being original. And, but. One thing I think we have to kind of remember is really the question, why do people do art at all? Why, what is, you know, what is it that is the, the genesis of art? And this is something that actually I, I made a note of that I wanted to, to bring okay. up. Which so is, can, I, can we ask you, why do you do your art? I think well, that's a perfect place to start. Yeah, the way the reason I do my art is because there's something inside my imagination, and there's something inside all my thoughts and the big, uh, you know, uh, mixed bowl of whatever my experiences are that wants to come out. And how does it come out? Well, I can blab and talk and talk, or I can take a talent that ha- you know was given to me through genetics, through God, through whatever. And I'm an agnostic, I should say, but. I'm really willing to accept that something other than, you know, science gave me some kind of talent and it comes out the way that I, who, who knew that I would have that. And, Mm -hmm. and it's human. And this is really very interesting is that it's a question. Is art strictly a human thing? Does that, is that one of the things that defines humanity in a way possibly but thinking back okay like a few years ago before i it was one of the things that inspired me i think was i went 
around Spain, and I went to Cantabria, to, where the some of the oldest cave paintings are. And um, so there's the famous, famous one, which is Altamira, which you can't even see the real walls now. It's uh, yeah. you can only see a replica. But so I went to one actually that was older than that one, and it was nearby. It was the Cuevas de Castillo, I think is the yeah, <laughs> um, and actually and here's the, the thing it was the first stencil where they took uh they took pigment and they used a bone a hollow bone mm-hmm. and they took the payment and they blew the through to create a kind of spray paint and they had <laughs> and, it, and Wait, it was like sorry, what did they use what did they use well they used like a hollow bone they said like a like an animal bone mm-hmm. hollowed that animal bone and the pigment and they would blow the pigment through that and they put a hand, their hand on the wall, and they'd spray yeah, around yeah. it. So you have these handprints, and then there are some paintings of animals and things. And you know, <laughs> right? I mean, there's some animals, yeah. but but um, I'm you know I'm fascinated because it was the first stencil in the world, and I mean that's what I do a lot of. So uh, so you're basically know, you're the, looking at that, and you're like, this is the OG. This is where it all yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. This is where it all exactly. started. Right, yeah, yeah. Banksy ain't got shit, you know. But like, <laughs> but like the motherfucker that did this, oh, he and, started and it. They were women's hands. They the study said they were women's hands. So this is like, you know, um, you know, you know, men will never accept that one. Well, you know, a bunch of dudes who are scientists said so. so. <laughs> but the thing that's beautiful about that is we have to ask about all these cave paintings why were they doing it was it just because was it spiritual was there uh was there a, a, a kind of ritual element was it because like hey this is what i saw today um or you know but the hands you know what was the thing is like oh, hey i'm gonna put my hand here for all time was it a form of graffiti like this is me this is my hand for all time mm-hmm. so we talked about this in the last episode, and I think you're going to really like the last episode, actually, because I yeah, my, my theory is that a big part of why they did that must have been boredom. Could be. Why not? I'm I just mean, like, if... if life is good, right? Life is good. Your, 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 your family or your clan has caught a bunch of meat. You've been sleeping the whole day, and now suddenly you have all this extra time, you know? You're just going to start experimenting with shit like children do right when you have all this yeah, free time yeah, and you're small i'm talking about like way back remove all the screens or move all of the video games and stuff like that you'd go out into the open or outside and you just hey what happens if i jump on this tree hey what happens if i climb this shit you know you like as a kid does that like wondrous adventure adventure spirit within you it's it, it seems it's, yeah, yeah exactly it just seems innate in you you know um, I'm and not really I sure think, where it comes I think, from. I think I really agree with you, and I think that the part of it is the ex- exploration of the joy within the spirit uh. is <laughs> is what produces art, and this also extends to the question: is it is it what defines humans? Well, here's another example, which is ever most people know Coco, the the gorilla that could sign do sign language. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a gorilla you know, that can was, do sign language well she she passed like there it's a famous uh kind of story of this woman. she had these gorillas living in her home you know these 
and one of them was called Jamie. Coco. Pull it up, Jamie. Pull it. Yeah, up. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> he actually, okay. but she taught them. She taught them sign language. Um, right, right, right. And they could sign. And actually, what what was they were expressing things, very telling stories. And um, there was another one. Uh, she brought. They tried to have a mate, and this other gorilla, Michael. It. Mm. They didn't actually mesh. No, which shows you know gorillas even gorillas have preferences like hey you ain't my type but um, <laughs> but well, Hanabiko. wow in, Hanabiko, yeah, yeah. in addition to doing all you know learning sign language and expressing stories of their past of their memories they would do uh paintings especially michael the male would do paintings that were not trained paintings they were um, they might be, you know, they're very abstract because, you know, it's just like they couldn't necessarily do uh, a representational painting, but there would be colors that made sense about what what was being painted, whether cat or whether it was flowers or whether it was something from um, their feelings and emotions. So now we, we can say that gorillas are very close to humans. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's not necessarily strictly human, but something about joy and wanting to get exploration of what's inside out is there. And then we could take the example of the Volgakop bowerbird, the gardener bowerbird, which is a bird that creates things to attract a mate. And it will take oh, a bunch yes, of colored yes. leaves and put them together in kind of display or twigs or something and create a kind of assemblage for a mate wait do and we know well, do we know why they do this well they do it to attract a mate they're but their choices apparently their choices are very individual and they're not always the same type of thing and it's like this is a this is a bird you know like is and, and it's like well is that art I kind of think so. I like to believe so because there's something that's like, hey, you know, look at, I'm, I'm choosing the red leaves and the yellow leaves and, mm. and check it out. I added a leaf here. <laughs> it's like, there seems to be some sort of choice that's yes, so yeah, like, made. When the so in this, in this sense, I can assume that art is a primordial part of us. It's almost biological. It's not just in human beings, it's also out in nature, but out in nature, it's expressed through the desire to find a mate. Maybe, sure there's yeah. a purpose that, yeah. that's and the like, motivation yeah i feel like yeah the, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah and we could say okay there's a purpose and it's not necessarily about expressing mm. but is it maybe maybe we're, we're arrogant it's, and we, it's we funny because it's like that, has it changed so much even today when you wear a fly ass suit to a club <laughs> what are you trying to do when yeah. you do something like well, that yeah 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 and you know even altamira like there were all these skeptics about the altamira the the cave paintings in spain they 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 were saying things like why they looked a certain way or and these the arrogance of this the skeptics was like well they were what was it incapable of ab abstract thought i mean mm -hmm. they, Wait, how oh, did well, they know primitive. that though exactly because it's arrogant and so we in arrogance might say well the bird the bower bird is incapable of abstract thought so um and i just don't buy it i can't buy my own arrogance i think i kind of i like to think well maybe maybe this bird has some abstract thought you know um 
but you know the reasons people do art i mean sometimes it might be spiritual like religious it might be but there's a communication and even like okay and like taggers right okay graffiti taggers that mm -hmm. i don't do that by the way i mean i i don't write my name over and over again because i don't think my name is interesting i think my image is interesting personally but some people it's like they want to write their name over and over and over and over again and they do creative ways to show it sometimes that are have very high design qualities and i i give them credit for that definitely but this compulsion to just and it's just your name you're not writing a statement like you know uh you know for me amar or anything it's like um it's just hey you know like uh chicken one or whatever someone's tag name and that is in a very simple sense existentialist i exist here's yeah. me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. want to be forgotten mm -hmm. um it's a cry I... to the universe please pay attention to me and yeah. becker the denial of death right oscar one of the ways yes, you try yes, to yes. escape death is art right yes we're trying to immortalize ourselves through art yeah and that's that might be uh you know part of it is that i think that any pure artist is not necessarily thinking I'm going to be immortal through my paintings and this is this is my uh my god complex. If you consider Van Gogh sold only one painting in his entire life. He was just a normal guy until he died. He was yeah, I mean he was just he was pretty poor. I mean he was He wasn't he locked up in the asylum too? Like he, he looked yeah, like a kind yeah. of like Yeah, yeah, he had some problems. Like, he, he pretty lived a horrible maybe. life. I mean, he was yeah. a tortured soul. I mean, yeah. he, he... His father, I think, was also abusive or something. One of his family members was extremely abusive, too. But he had, you know, he had this compulsion, which was just part of his existence, was I have to create. And it wasn't like he, he had no, no thought, like, I'm going to be around forever. Mm. Um, it, was, it was just he had a compulsion to create. And there's a this... thing called outsider art, which is like people who don't, do art for um the purpose of commercial i mean it's very pure and you get this category of outsider art of like mentally distressed people mm -hmm. or who you know may have social difficulties or whatever and their art unfortunately it's hard to say well are they being exploited possibly um can sell for a lot of money but their reason for doing it is very pure it's just you know they have something inside that needs to come out and it's human and mm -hmm. um there's a good documentary actually that i saw about the outsider art too it's just uh fascinating stuff i mean and so you have all these different reasons for people doing stuff it's in its own way existentialist even when it's a tagger trying to say hey here's my name 20 million times please but i really go back to the core idea that it's temporary so everything i do and anything that any of us do you know we can all get wiped off the map you know like we're a blip in the history of the universe we're a millisecond all of us even picasso mm -hmm. something I, I, I will eventually the planet will dissolve eventually but for someone like me it's probably you know, I'm I'm gonna be forgotten much sooner <laughs> than Picasso. You know? so, but I have to accept that, and I can't. It can't. It can't depress me into not doing art. Because why did I? Why did I pick up 
you know the paint in the first place mm-hmm. you know there's so many amazing <coughs> sorry there's a lot so many amazing things you just said but i really want to touch okay. on that element of when you are alive or when you experience or being just being in general right they're suffering right and through that mm-hmm. suffering you become a tortured soul mm-hmm. and one of the most interesting uh, i'd like to say interesting things in history when it comes to like art that i find like very peculiar is that like in world war one right there's world war one is actually usually called um it's coined mm-hmm. as being the writer's war and i don't know if you know anything about this but it's it's called that specifically because world war one is where like there was this advent of trench warfare right Mm-hmm. There was a war being fought on a large amount, like a huge scale that no one had ever seen before, right? Mm-hmm. And there was uh, this particular, like, environment. Um, I don't know if people, like even the listeners, have an idea of what trench warfare is. Is that basically people dug into the ground and were, like, basically, like, almost throwing bombs and shooting at each other. So these trenches were, like, these huge lines of, like, literal lines in the ground that have been drawn and like dug up and people are like trying so the idea was that every it's day timed suicide <laughs> exactly okay yeah that's wonderful so every day they would try to push the, their own trench forward and in that way they're winning the war right and, and they got nowhere exactly exactly what people found out like once they there was all kinds of strategies employed and to like sort of one up each other you know you know germany was doing this and then france was doing this britain tried doing this and stuff like that right and what people eventually realize is that going out into the dead man zone the dead man zone is basically like the no man's land actually so right, like, right yeah, yeah in that is the middle between like one trench and like one side's trench and the other side's trench was basically suicide yeah. it was so bad that people couldn't even get out to move the bodies of their fallen comrades because if you Mm -hmm. get out you might be shot instantly by a sniper from the other side of the trench and people had to sleep next yeah next to the dead yeah Yeah, next to corpses and it, it wouldn't even be like that would attract rats it would attract diseases and... Well, the flu. Uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting side note is that, like, that flu. Uh, you know, in 1918, the pandemic uh, at that time killed, I think, more people than the bullets. Actually, um, yeah, exactly. And it's funny that that's another thing. Like, people don't even I mean, talk it was about pure angst. You know, it was just, it was just like, and it's where industry had basically overtaken the old concept of warfare of like walking mm, straight that, at your enemy and firing that was know. the first war where like warfare was industrialized yeah it was um, just like okay now now this is kind of pointless the way we're doing it you know cause... so so going back to the trench warfare real quick so the trench warfare created so when people found out like oh you know it's suicide blah 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 and, like there was a sort of stalemate there was a lot of downtime and you can imagine being in an environment oh, like okay. that what kind of suffering what kind of like thoughts that are going through your head and uh, there's a lot of poetry there's a lot of stories like short stories letters back home to the letters wives, back the home yeah. exactly that have been made from that period it's actually yeah. one of the most well documented from the perspective of a soldier it's more well documented than world war 2 actually mm. 
when it yeah, comes they, to like they had all yeah. the time to like be creative you know they, it wasn't just home you know letters weren't just like hey babe this it sucks here. <laughs> it's like, it started to get more so you know they aimed to explore their you know their their emotions and everything because they knew like they could step up and you know when they blow that whistle everything could be finished it's game so over. all of their you know all their existentialism was getting put into what they're writing because it's like that might be the last thing they do and so like in 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 this sense we're talking about art being awareness of your own mortality art being being fully aware of the fact that this moment could this could be your very last moment yes yeah. yes 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 and like even what nathan brought up how, how do you dis- how, uh, people got creative because how do you describe the grief of seeing your best friend being shot in the head and then you have to sleep next to his dead body for like days or that how do you describe that you can't just write a letter back home to like your wife saying old mike is right next to me he's not breathing yeah. you know it's like <laughs> you gotta have to like h- how do you how do you write that grief how do you like how do you or even like that? eventually someday how does one paint it and then you see the mm. you know that kind of art that like terror you know like the terror in art can sometimes come out you know um and and that's why you know stuff like monet doesn't do anything for me van gogh does stuff for me but monet i just it's like eh. i mean i love monet's colors but I also just think the people that are really into Monet, I don't know, it's just like, oh, it's nice. It's so pretty. You know, and I just think there's no, I don't know, I, I like a bit of irony and uh, kind of craziness. And th- this is my prep, which actually I want to know. So like, so for Jason and Oscar, who are your, who are the artists that really do it for you? Like the visual artists? Like who, who, who's, people who are who your favorites? Yeah, I mean like famous artists, who, what kind of stuff do you prefer? Hmm. Hmm. like painters or or what you know i'm i'm definitely into the bizarre and abstract to like surrealism perhaps yes or... yes 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 actually <laughs> my i love surrealism i mean it's just it's, my, it's what drove me definitely by current partner the person that i'm dating the reason why i swiped right on them on tinder <laughs> in the first place <laughs> is because <laughs> she had a bunch of surreal art one in her profile and it was so different from i don't know if you've you've ever been on uh tinder in japan you know pictures of food pictures of cats stuff like that people don't want to put pictures of themselves they're too shy right and that's a whole other thing i don't want to get into it she was like really putting herself out there you know and i was just like i don't need to go on a date with this person but i have to have a conversation with this person so it's like the bower bird, you know, he's like, hey, check out my leaves. <laughs> <laughs> she was my, leaves. yeah, she was my bower bird, basically. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. I mean, you know, and I love surrealism too. I, I, one of the things I try to do is take things that don't belong together and put them together. Um, like I took one of the paintings I did was this like guy, he's carrying a pack and it's a really heavy pack. It's this old Japanese man. And he's carrying this package from a photograph that you know long forgotten and i thought he looks like he's carrying such a burden so what can i do with that and i put a shark on his back mm. uh, it was one of my it was i like to have fun with the images so i put this shark he's carrying which is just a strap to his back for no reason it was just absurd but i love it's one of my favorites so but like oscar what what kind of stuff does it for you what do you like for me like with visual visual art i'm not really 
keen on visual art like i've never really been good at drawings i've not been focused given so much attention to visual art i've enjoyed more writing than visual art okay so nails nathan is what you really like <laughs> <laughs> damn nathan nathan just plugging himself like that jesus no, shameless no, no i'm honored that you know you, you that you like the starbucks cups that's that's good <laughs> so. well no, no, you're right like the person who doesn't like visual art likes your visual art that say something yeah, it's, it's not that i don't like visual art i've just never given it much thought you know sounds oh, like you, sounds like people. you don't like it but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's but that's that's um, I, that's fair enough. I think you know people people respond to what really you know what speaks to them, and mm-hmm. um, for some people it's writing, and for some people it's music more than anything. Um, so you know, it's it. I think that if there are some people that just don't want to be dragged to a gallery, mm-hmm. and then there are some people who don't want to be dragged to a concert, and then some mm-hmm. people are like eh, I don't really read. Um, and it's fine because they they respond to something else. But what they're responding to, what whatever art form it is, is a, a, I think a genuine passion and a genuine joy that the artist who created it had something that communicates. And um, you know why do we like surrealism? Things that are just because we live a lot of our life in our dreams and. That's where the surrealism oh, is. I Alice like, just thought dreams. I was a fucked up person. So, but it's nice to know. <laughs> Nathan, thanks for explaining. I'm not a fucked up person. I'm just. I like my dreams. That's that's what's happening. Well, I mean, you know, dreams, dreams, like, kind of hit hit honestly where we don't want to like things that we don't want to admit, and mm. so a surrealist will just go. You just put things there that sometimes are just absurd and fun. But other times it's like, whoa, oh, okay. Um, that's that's really kind of scary that you think about that. <laughs> and actually, it's it's nice mm-hmm. that you bring that up because I always felt like that, me, my liking of surreal elements, or like what you said, putting two things that shouldn't go together. And sometimes it gets this, you can get an eerie feeling or the uncanny valley from it. Oh, it's subconscious, you know, it's mm-hmm. like... It, it also leads into my love of horror, too. Because I'm a oh, huge yes. okay, okay. Me too. I love fan. horror movies. I love horror films. I was traumatized as a kid. I used to hate horror a lot. But as I grow up, I'm just like... Horror is like one of those genres where I feel like... When it's done well... It says so yeah. much. It says so much. And like you said, what you were saying... It, it re- it's almost like a dream where it reveals the things... The things that you don't want to see... It forces you to look at things that you don't want to see. It forces you to hear things that you don't want to hear. Well, yeah. If I mean, I'm not a big fan of horror movies because because they're scary. But I mean, but, <laughs> okay, fair enough. But the but you know, exploring one's fear is is something that is is. I mean, we all have like some very serious, you know, insecurities, in fears, yeah, and insecurities, yeah. and so it's. It's definitely. I think there's a, there's an artist that you might actually like, Jason. Um, mm-hmm. That his name. Oh God, what is his name? It's it's a Polish. I think he's a Polish artist, but uh-huh. it's like very kind of horror. It's okay. Bit. Oh, I found it. Okay. Bik, I don't. Even, how do I pronounce this? Bekninski. 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 Yeah. B e k s i n s k i. 
Um, and it's the kind of thing that's very dark and surreal and scary as hell. Oh yeah, this and, is my this is my stuff right there. This is... Yeah, and the, and the guy that he's kind of sad. I think he was murdered. He was actually murdered by by a uh, family member's friend or something. I think they were trying to get money from him. But oh, um, his stuff is incredible. Yeah, but I mean, it, oh, okay. and then you got like stuff like Giger, H.R. Giger, who did the uh, you know the designs for the Alien movies and. And and that stuff, taps which is into which I consider one of the best, I, which is I consider one of the best like horror franchises of all time. No, not even horror right. franchise, movie franchise of all time. But you know, and why? And because I I would say because of Giger's uh, monsters and the and xenomorph, really, right? The xenomorph design yeah. is just insane. Like what? Giger had those designs and those those paintings and things like that, and they are utterly terrifying. And they come from the deep. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen? So the concept art for the xenomorphs, there was actually a lot more like scarier shit, like stuff. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I think I probably watched a YouTube video on this, but there's a lot of concept art that goes into like the design of the monsters. And for the xenomorph, there was a lot of terrifying stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like he he did all these designs. I remember, like the I saw this. Like I listened to the uh, commentary for Alien, and it was like mm. it's funny. We're we're getting off on movies now, but like, it's like <laughs> but there's the, the, the one of the guys, the writers or something, was like saying how he looked at Giger's design and said, "Well, yeah, as long as it could have those fingers, I really wanted the fingers on the, on the." Uh, the alien when it pops out of the egg it you know it just needed the fingers <laughs> like it was like going over and over in my head fingers <laughs> and there's something about giga's art that was like the details it was just the details that always got me yeah like he's just he went all out with the details to add scales like you'd see every little it looked like digital art basically yeah, and well, he used, uh, I guess he used uh, airbrush a lot. He really took airbrush to a, a different level. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it makes, it's incredibly organic and um, it really it's, it's almost, makes it terrifying. It's, it's, it's like, it's organic, but the, the, like the shapes and the way everything connects is almost industrial. It's a very weird, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he combines this kind of industrial. Uh, yeah, it's like this mechanized kind of organic. Yeah, like you, you just have to look at it to just see. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, like the listeners, when they look at, if they want to look, you know. Actually, I've got a Starbucks cup that's coming up that you might like, Jason. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's finished. Just send, and, you know, I'll add you yeah. on like line. Send those pictures, my man. I okay, love, <laughs> I love I love shit like that. And um, it is I, the final minutes of the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah okay. Yeah. It's that time again, unfortunately. Well, I, I I really uh, thank you very much for for having me as a guest. It was like I've oh, been no, looking been forward great. to it. It's been great. Our first guest, our very first guest. And... Uh, that's right. I'm the first. Oh, yeah. Man, thank you for making <laughs> me one. the first. I'm very honored. Oscar prepared for you a cake. Talk to him how you can get it, but you know. <laughs> Anyways, I see you on Saturday. Nathan. Yep. 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 Uh, and by everybody, everybody, uh, at Nails Nathan uh, on uh, Instagram. 
There's a, there's yeah. a underscore yeah. between the names. So we'll, we'll put up your link and your <laughs> Instagram information on the episode, the podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be sending it. Hey, uh, everybody, I'm on a podcast. Listen to this. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. You do that. You're, you're helping us out as well. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah. This is, this... I I really enjoyed the conversation with you, Nathan. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks. So, so, sorry, I just blabbed so much. So. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's... <laughs> exactly. We brought you on for that reason. You added this I new love, I, fresh take. I, you know? I really got into this. I mean, like I, you know, Oscar told me about it, and then like I started listening. I was like, I, and I would sit there and think about these things during the day that you guys talk about. I was like, yeah, yeah, hmm. And then, yeah, and I'd get into it, and I want to, like, respond. I'd send, send, send Oscar texts. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen some of the texts he sent, like, the long-ass text. I was just like, wow. Right. I get into it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It's happy yeah. to, like, I'm so happy to have you as the first guest, actually. Thank you. Thank thank you. Brilliant thank you. And Oscar, anything else to say? Uh, nothing much to add. Just uh, for the listeners, please check out Nathan's art. All the information will be on the description of on up on the YouTube and on the Apple page. And please, well, come and listen to the next episode. Hopefully, we'll have more guests who are half as interesting as Nathan. Oh, oh! oh and by the way, don't please anybody out there. Don't tell the cops you know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, what you do is illegal. I didn't even right. think about that. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really touched on that part. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of stories I could have told about almost getting busted, but not, when we not when time. we have a crime month, we're gonna bring you on. Okay, <laughs> crime slash true disguise, crime month. I'll disguise my voice. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm, definitely <laughs> not that, I'm not that other guy. If we have video, we're gonna put you in that like the shadow. You know the thing they do in like <laughs> journalists when they are trying to hide the witnesses, try to hide right. like the interviewers, and or like, like Japanese that. TV. They like, oh, oh yes, oh. yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Like a three-year-old girl. <laughs> thank you, listeners. Thank you, Oscar, and thank you, special of all, thank Nathan. You very much, so much Nathan. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun and great. It's been fun and great. Yeah. And with that, we can end the episode. Bye, bye, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye.